0: Leah is head of tech. We always make the joke anyway, and that's a scary thing. If if I'm head of tech, we're, we're scared.
1: My, I have like the technological abilities of like a six-year-old. So uh, it's tragic. It's really bad. <laughs> Wait, you would
0: never know though. Cause I was obviously like creeping your page before this and like you, your at home studio is just like next level.
1: Oh, and I'm- thank you. It's, it's very deceiving. It's pretty small in real life. Um, but it, it has the trick. It, it gets the job done.
0: Oh my God. Okay. Well, I have a few questions about it, but first yeah.
1: of all, um, Lexi Johnson, welcome to the podcast.
0: We're so excited to have you. Um, we've been creeping on your page for a little while now, so it feels a little surreal to get you actually on zoom. I oh love, God. I love that. That's a normal thing now. Like we've been, we've been stalking you for a while now. And it's so flattering. <laughs> like,
1: I'm. Like, oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank
0: you. Whereas like 20 years <laughs> ago, that would have been like, I'm going to report that <laughs> to will the police now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited. Yay. I mean, I want to start the podcast by just asking you, I guess, the basic question that we like to ask a lot of fitness professionals is why fitness? A lot of fitness professionals like have their why. So, why did you get into fitness in the first place?
1: Mine is kind of like backwards of normally you get inspired by someone that is, um, doing something very in like incredible when it comes to fitness or they looked up to someone specific. Um, I looked up to my dad a lot, but throughout my entire childhood, he was really, really overweight. Um, so he was like roughly 120, 130 pounds overweight. He actually had four heart attacks. Um, and he was a fireman. So, uh, if he didn't have a very strenuous, like manual labor job, he likely would have passed away. I mean, the first heart attack. Uh, But luckily he somehow survived four heart attacks. And that was just throughout my childhood, I was seeing that and being like, that is something that I don't want to put my children through. I don't want to um, be myself just because I had seen how hard it was just to manage life and how he, um, you know, he was kind of just like on the sidelines for a lot of my events my siblings events he wasn't an active participant in it um so that was a really hard conversation that we had continually growing up like i would always break down in tears and i was like you have got to do something you don't you want to be around to walk me down the aisle don't you want to be here to to see my kids and all these things and it was a really hard conversation that i would always break down in um and then when i was in college i after doing this like for years and years like telling him Cause I was involved with sports, but I didn't know anything about like nutrition or anything. And I had decided I was home for Thanksgiving. I was like, I'm going to write him a letter and I'm going to leave it on his nightstand that I'm just going to go back to college. That way I won't cry. Cause if I get like worked up or angry or anything like that, I just, I cry and then I don't get my point across and I get frustrated. So I cry more. Uh, so I'm like, I'm going to write everything I want to say, and then I'll just leave it for him and he can hear everything I need to say. He won't interject or anything. And then at least he'll know. Um, so I wrote him this letter and I basically just said that I felt like it was selfish of him to, to not take care of himself because I wanted him around. Um, I was like, I want to watch another world series with you. I want to, um, like have you uh, be my kid's grandkids. I want you to walk me down the aisle. Um, and you're not taking care of yourself. So I don't know that that's actually realistic to think that you'll be there for that. And, it hit home. He called me and we had a really, really hard conversation about, um, just what it was going to take and what that was going to look like on all of our just kind of pitching in and supporting him. And he made a lifestyle change and he actually gave me that letter back when he lost hundred pounds, uh, which is really cool. It's one of my favorite things. So I have the letter. Um, I like, I have a pinned thing on my Instagram of actually reading that letter. Um, so he kind of just, he inspired that. And I saw how much like he was he got promoted at work. He and my mom are flourishing. Now they're empty nesters and their relationship is so much better. Um, he gets like he plays basketball and rides bikes with my nieces and nephews, which is so cool. and that's something that I never experienced. but like just to see his life transform, I was like, if I can make one other person experience that and then their kids feel the way that I do, that that's just the best thing in the world. So that's kind of how I got started uh, with Lexi J Wellness and that was my my why. That That might just be the best answer. I know. I'm like, so I I
0: don't, I have nothing to add after that. Yeah. That's incredible. And I mean, obviously so moving and, just the fact that you were then able to kind of like pivot and make it your career. I want to touch a little bit on the nutrition part though. I think that's really interesting. Like we grew up in a household where our dad was super involved in fitness, but nutrition definitely like wasn't a, wasn't priority. a priority. They didn't really know much about it. So like, as far as like the nutrition in your household, like did you grow up kind of like surrounded by like a lot of unhealthy foods? Like how did you make kind of like those conscious and healthier decisions?
1: Yeah, we were very like, I think, And looking back, I felt like everyone, like my friends and everyone was just very carb heavy. And I am not anti-carb at all. I eat very uh pretty decently high carb, but very little protein and just very low awareness of where those nutrients were coming from and how they were benefiting me. And honestly, until late in college did I even like get a grasp of it. So I grew up and I had talked to, to one of my members recently about this just because it I think that it plays in so much with your eating habits growing up. Like if you have very health conscious parents, a lot of times you'll be an under eater later on, just because it's something that they were hyper aware of and kind of imprinted on you. But if that's not something that you grew up around. And for me, my family and my grandparents, they're like, food is very much the, the, the focus at dinners and holidays and family. I feel that so, yep. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if your grandma's like a food pusher, but mine definitely is like, if you finish your plate immediately getting seconds. Um, so yeah, or we're like, eating
0: one meal and talking about the next meal. Right? <laughs> and we're, we're Jewish. So it's like all about the bagels and the locks and the toppings. Okay. And yeah.
1: Yeah. So I feel like that has kind of, that's shaped my approach to nutrition. It takes a lot of unlearning, like for so long, I wanted. I tried really, really hard to outwork a bad diet just because I did not I knew that it wasn't on par, but I didn't want to find out why. Um, because I was really (laughs) I was enjoying the food. Um, (laughs) um, but unfortunately you can't do that.
0: Yeah. I mean, and it's interesting seeing a lot of fitness professionals talking about people unwilling to spend a certain amount of money on their health and wellness and gym memberships, but they're like just wait until you see the bill, the hospital bill, right? For in not taking care of your wellness yeah, and yeah I think it was really interesting that your dad even like he's his whole lifestyle changed like because of his physical health so like his mental health I the mean, ripple like, effect yeah right it's such a domino effect
1: yeah oh I love that I'm big on domino effects but that was that was really the coolest thing and it can't be traced back to anything else like he got promoted to captain at the fire station his and honestly it, to give a little background like on him and my mom's relationship they um they got pregnant in high school. So they had four kids. Yeah. And so for the first time in like twenty-seven years, they were going to be empty nesters. Like they had never ever been alone. And all of us were kind of like looking at each other like well, they they don't know what to do with themselves if they don't have sports to watch or whatever. Or like they don't have ball games and practice. They're
0: nothing without me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's that's to put it
1: lightly. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, I don't I don't know if they know how to like just be the two of them. And when he made that change and she just supported him and she has like, she's been healthy. She walks a lot, but she got into resistance training and kind of just to support me and support him along the way. And now they are both like they're early fifties, but they say they both say they feel better than they did when they were 30.
0: Isn't that amazing. And so interesting. Our, our parents too, are both our dad works for a gym now and our mom started getting into it too and it just makes it so much easier when your partner or the people close to you are also kind of on that same fitness journey and it might look a little different but yeah Absolutely. are your is your whole family like in your siblings as well like Lexi J wellness like community <laughs> members or, or <laughs> do you have
1: to like bully them into workouts like we do <laughs> They are and I think that it definitely started out like my mom was just a walker um and I think she just did it to support me. She had never really resistance trained at all, and now it's so funny because she'll like send me progress photos, and she talks about her dump truck, and it's hilarious. <laughs> like she's oh, like, God, the first time in my life, I have a butt." Um, but it's really cool. Yeah, it's a it's a family endeavor now.
0: Yeah. Our, our mom too. Uh, shout out Karen. Just, she's not so much of a Karen, but she just started lifting weights too. And, um, Shay took her to the gym the other day and they were just doing more like strength training and resistance training. And we're just like trying to make her understand that it, it's functional. It's like, it's for life. You want to be able to get up out of your chair when you're older. And well, I she think- even said something, she like dropped something at the grocery store the other day um, <laughs> before she kind of like was on this new fitness <laughs> endeavor. As and she was a like, day I day had day. like such a hard time, like just like getting up and off the ground after like trying to pick the thing up. And I'm like, yeah, you just like, don't realize like, just like the muscles you need for every day.
1: Yeah. And that those are some of the coolest wins. I think like with clients is um, like, I was able to carry the groceries in with the baby on my hip and I didn't have to make multiple trips or I could get my toddler in and out of their crib without pulling something to my back and things like that, that you don't realize shouldn't be as strenuous as they are when you're not taking care of yourself. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And when you're younger, it's, you maybe have different goals and different why's, but hopefully we can, from this podcast, people can say like, okay, thinking ahead here, I want to be look good, feel good when I'm older. Yeah. One yeah. of the things you said that really stood out, obviously, is that kind of infamous saying, uh, you cannot train a bad diet. I know that actually the connection between us two is that you also are a first form athlete. So, um, how did you get involved with first form? And for those of you who don't know, it's a, a
1: supplement company. <laughs> Yeah. So I actually live in Missouri. Um, I'm on the opposite side of St. Louis where their headquarters are. So I had been familiar with it. I was a customer in about 2018. Um, I got introduced to the brand and they kind of, um, there are some like geographic things when it comes to being an athlete. So I was within that range where you couldn't be an athlete. So I was just a, a loyal customer because I genuinely like loved the brand. I loved what they stood for. And it was the first protein powder that I didn't have to like choke down. Cause I'm, I'm really like <laughs> texture, texture specific. Um, so I had started Lexi J wellness and that was kind of born from COVID. And I think that that's how you guys began also. Yeah. yeah. Cause I was a dental hygienist, like full-time, uh, dental that's hygienist. So wild. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say but, you have you have
0: really great, great teeth. teeth. Great teeth.
1: I was actually at the dentist this morning. I had to get some um, my lingual bar replaced, and I was really really nervous that it was going to give me some sort of lisp. Like when you're just getting. You're used like, to I'm sleep. gonna get a podcast later. Don't do <laughs> me dirty like that. That's what I was telling her. I was like, this is not going to play out well if I have a lisp for a podcast. We would have also done a lisp
0: for you yeah. and with you.
1: That is yeah. That's friendship. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I can't even remember what I was talking about. Oh, oh, a first form. Yes. So, um, I started Lexi J wellness and at my first form or my my first form at my Lexi J wellness, like first year anniversary event. Um, I actually rented out like a wedding barn in, we're in Missouri. So, uh, it's a very Missouri thing to do. Um, Absolutely. we did that for our anniversary event and I just got people together, did a workout there. And I had asked someone that I knew that um, retailed for first form through their CrossFit gym. And I was like, it would be super cool if you could just like do a pop-up tent um, at the event. And then someone from HQ came and offered me uh, a legionnaire position just to start working with the brand. So I've been with them uh, going on two years now, like in that capacity, but I've been a, a loyal fan for about four or five now.
0: Oh my God, good for you. We, uh, I feel like Nick, uh, you might know Nick, Nick Lyons, yeah. shout out. He like slid into our DMs, I feel like a few times. And then it was like the video DM that really got me. Cause I'm sure you get this, especially since you have way more followers than we <laughs> do. But like deciphering kind of like what DMs are legitimate and then like what DMs are gonna like, you're gonna end up like selling clothing from like
1: <laughs> kids and like who
0: even knows where. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That into, like everything they do is incredibly yeah. intentional. And Nick is such a, a good guy. Um, and it's cool. Just like people like him, he was a high school teacher. If I can remember correctly, like yeah very similar, uh, backgrounds coming from different avenues and just with the, the overarching goal of helping people, which is really cool because I felt like, and I don't know about you guys because I know that you were trainers before you started. Um, but I had a little bit of imposter syndrome, like going there for the first time. And I remember I'm like, what if they asked me to do pull-ups? I can't do pull-ups. Uh, and I, just, like, <laughs> I like fixated on, and then everyone's there and they're just real people getting real people, real results. It sounds very cheesy, but I'm like, they're just like me. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, so that was what drew me to them. Um, and just finding a company that like actually stands for what they, they say they do is really neat and unfortunately more unique now.
0: Very true. Um, I feel like I I still can't do a pull-up, but that's one of my goals. Can you do a pull-up now, Lexi?
1: You like two, and it's, no,
0: that is just like count it underrated exercise i'll say that wait but back to the dms lexi we got to know like what dms do you get or what's like some of the craziest dms like you've ever gotten um
1: okay full disclosure i get some unsolicited photos uh (laughs) oh god (laughs) we we get like not even the photos we We get get calls
0: (laughs) they'll try to like facetime call you on instagram (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I, I feel know. like I've almost accidentally woke um picked it up by accident so I, I could see where they're like there's some strategy behind it like if you call enough times like they're gonna be using their phone so they might accidentally pick up
1: yeah I don't know that I would even answer like a FaceTime call from someone I did know on Instagram <laughs> <laughs> so true like, I'm not prepped
0: to yeah uh, we Wait. It's we tell ringing. our
1: friends t- we tell people like, you can't FaceTime us
0: after like 8pm because then at that point we're like showered makeup off yeah like, just like not looking I'm in bed on the couch, but, yeah like some Nick's ice cream. So yeah, not our moment. No, absolutely not.
1: Yeah. The Instagram DMs get a little interesting. Sometimes I always, I laugh about them with my husband because I'm like, what went through their head to send this? <laughs> like, what did they think they were accomplishing? But it's I, a yeah. different world.
0: Absolutely. Well, we want to like tell obviously our listeners, um, and I'm sure your listeners know, uh, your followers know a lot about you, but kind of going back and When you were first starting out, I'm sure you made a lot of mistakes as, as we all do, like when it comes to training, when it comes to fitness, what are some mistakes you find? Lexi, for those of you who don't know, has like an incredible community. What are some mistakes you find that a lot of people in your community are doing when it comes to fitness, training, etc.?
1: So from a fitness and training standpoint, in my demographic is 97% women. Um, I think that the fear of resistance training, it's starting to kind of outwork itself, especially with younger, like in their twenties, I think that it's much more common for us to, to grow up resistance training and understanding that, but the 30 plus demographic is very used to their cardio Queens. They are um, the mindset that, you know, walking and running excessive amounts and eating like a bird is going to get you the, the ideal body and just it's a, it's an ignorance at the end of the day. It's not intentional. It's just lack of awareness. Um, so I feel like that's the biggest mistake is underrating um, fueling your body and then resistance training and understanding that that's going to not make you look bulky, that um, that's a big common thing that we hear is fear of being bulky. But if people, women specific understood that hours and hours in, in tension, um, and intention um an effort that it took to actually get bulky. Like the people that they're, they're afraid to look like they would know that it wasn't going to happen by accident.
0: Yeah, no, it's, mm. it's, it's a process to build any kind of muscle. What about yourself? Like, is there, did you kind of make that mistake of kind of like eating like a bird and cardio queen, but, um, or did you kind of face other kind of mistakes in your journey?
1: I, for sure. Um, I went through a phase where I really wanted to be a runner and I forced myself to become a runner. Um, I posted photos and I, I was like 30 pounds lighter than I am now. Um, which I'm pretty tall. Like I'm five, eight for a woman. I feel like that's decently uh, fame girl. um, Yeah and i was like 130 and at my build i'm like that was just it was very malnourished for me but i ran and ran and ran i was training for a marathon um i had told myself i was going to qualify for boston on my first one uh so i was just running excessive amounts um and i was eating a lot but i was just running so much that i couldn't keep up with the the amount of food that i should have been eating and i also wasn't like taking any taking an audit or an inventory of what I was eating. So at that point I wasn't tracking and um I was about to get married and I really really all I wanted in that mind or in that moment was just to be skinny in my dress and I just thought yeah. that yeah, I just wanted to be skinny. I wasn't thinking of toned or anything like that. I just wanted to to be as small as possible. So I think that that was my biggest mistake and just I would like spend endless amounts of time on the treadmill and it was miserable. I didn't enjoy it at all. Um, I look back now and I'm like, what was I doing just wasting that time? And I got the end result. I was skinny for a while. Um, but I also just like, I didn't have the muscle tone I wanted. I didn't have the energy for sure. Um, and I wasn't happy.
0: And I think that's why a lot of people like also fall victim to some of those like fad diets, right? Like those shakes or whatever, like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's an easy answer and you might lose the weight, but then like, is it maintainable? Is it sustainable? Like, are you actually going to be able to keep that weight off because I don't know. Drinking a shake a day is definitely not uh, something that's possible for me. Um, I love food. My nickname is Hoover. So like I, <laughs> I literally am a vacuum. I'm Hoover number two. But have you fallen guilty to our like victim of any of the fad diets?
1: Um, I didn't, I've never done any fad diets because I am a big eater. That's one thing I get asked a lot. If I would ever have any like ambition to physique, Duke physique competitions. And I truly don't, but I'm like, I don't, I couldn't go into it that deep of a deficit. I would be a bear. Um, I I like Very food too, way too no. much. Um, I think that the the biggest like fad or just common mistake that I made is I tried to overcomplicate things and especially early on in COVID when a lot of people started doing at-home workouts. I wanted like everyone was trying to be some sort of unique. So we were adding really extensive, complex movements where it was like a you, you see the whole thing where one rep takes like six seconds to complete. And there's like 20 different things. And I'm thinking in my mind, like, okay, the end goal is for someone that's never done an exercise to follow along with that. I'm like, there's no way we're going to be lost in the first 10 seconds. Um, so I just felt like I tried to overcomplicate the process in order to be unique, but it's very, very simple. Like the basics are the basics for a reason.
0: Right. Yeah. I think sometimes we get lost in the sauce too. I've ever seen the, the like crazy TikToks where it's like, like when your trainer just like is doing like backflips and into yes. a Star Jack into and I'm like, that move looks cool. Well, it's, it's interesting too, because Shay and I are, are both Equinox trainers and we've taken each other's classes. And I remember at the beginning, like taking one of Shay's class classes early on. And I was like, Shay, I love you. But like, Everyone was lost. (laughs) Everyone was lost in the sauce because you were just Mm overcomplicating things. And I think now as more seasoned instructors, we realize, and we try to tell our clients the importance of repetition. And there's a reason that you're doing the same program for a month because you want to see that progress.
1: Right. And I think that just like, especially with social media, when you have so much access to everyone else, you find any sort of, or you're looking for any window to stand out and to be different. And that gets attention at first and it. Like it is eye grabbing when you're doing something completely different than everyone else. But then you start to think, okay, well, if everyone else is doing things and it's working for them, then it's probably working for a reason. So I've definitely fallen victim to that and just the pressures of trying to be overly unique. Agreed. Um, does your
0: fitness training kind of look different than the, your coaching, like, do you train outside of kind of your um, Lexi J wellness program?
1: So my program is a little bit unique in the sense that it's recorded full length. So it's not just like um, a written plan with demos. It's 28 minute, like start to finish. So similar to like your guys' classes, but they're recorded. So online Um, and I record, so they're like very similar movements, you know, from week to week, but a big aspect that people enjoy is they're basically like working out with a friend because I'm talking to them. Uh so that obviously takes a lot of time and energy. Um so I don't often have the time to to train on my own. I'll I do I did implement a refresh week. So um I record six workouts a week um 3 weeks a month and then I'll, I at the start of 2023 I implemented a refresh week. So we'll repeat one week um and that gives me a week to either catch up or get ahead on workouts or I can do something on my own, uh, which is really nice just for the mental health aspect. Um, I get asked a lot, you know, if there are things outside of my program that I would do, or I would recommend to other people. And I, it's not to say that the Lexi J wellness program isn't enough for them. It's that I need a second to work out on for my own, like mental health, just to be quiet. Cause it's nice to just to lift and not have to talk.
0: Yeah, I have to say that I compare that to like when people like want to work at the place that they like love or go all the time. Like I remember in high school, I was like, oh, my God, like I need to work at this shoe store because I'm like obsessed with it and I want the discount. But then it almost makes it like less enjoyable to like go to that shoe store or go to that restaurant because you, you work there now, you know, everyone there. So like the same thing with like working out. And I think Lee and I hit it at some point and now have kind of like figured out ways like your refresh week to kind of refresh it and keep it entertaining for ourselves. But there was a point where I'm like, I like don't want to go to the gym. I'm so sick of it. Yeah. Or like, I just, I don't know. I hit like a rut in my own kind of like fitness routine. So figuring yeah. out like that time you can put your headphones in or do something outside
1: of your That job. is such a good example. I had told my husband once, I'm like, if I worked at Chipotle, I wouldn't want to eat Chipotle at the end of the day. Like that <laughs> just, I need a oh, little girl. second to myself. Um, yeah, any, it's, it's hard to explain if it's not something that you've ever experienced yourself.
0: Right. You talked about too, like, um, are there things that you recommend, uh, like your clients ask you if there's things you recommend outside of your programming, we kind of brings us to like, one of our questions was what does a healthy lifestyle look like to you? Like outside of the gym? Like if, you know, Lexi has the day off, what is she doing?
1: Yeah, so I'm very boring. Like we had talked about looking forward to (laughs) fitness, very practical. I am already at that stage. I'm like seasoned, um, I'm (laughs) growing into my age, uh, or my mindset, I guess. Um, I'm an old soul, uh, but I am a big proponent of getting outside, like I always say on my Instagram story, get your ass outside. Like that is something that my girls are very well aware of both for the physical movement, but just like the exposure, the sunlight and the fresh air. I think that we spend, and I for sure am guilty of spending so much of my day looking at a blue screen and then like giving yourself a little reprieve at the end of the day by staring at an even larger screen. And it's just not good for us. I don't think that's how we were built. Um, I also read a lot. Um, mostly nonfiction, but I'm getting back into a little fiction just for like some wind down time. Uh, But I think that having that healthy lifestyle is, is just about finding whatever I think that habit or hobbies are important. Um, So that's kind of where reading falls into mind. And that's why the nonfiction books, I think are big for my like self-development, but finding something where I can kind of dump my brain off, you know, with a fiction book or something of that nature. Uh, that's helped me a little bit lately. Otherwise I think that it's, it's, it can just be exhausting and you don't find that balance.
0: Agreed. That's why I tell people I like, real- well, I'm looking at another blue screen, but reality TV, I'm like, I can turn yeah. my brain off and turn it to complete mush. Yeah. Same. <laughs> and watch other people destroy their lives. <laughs> <laughs> so entertaining. It just like does not get old. It doesn't,
1: yeah. Um
0: do you have any um Instagram or just like fitness professionals that you really like look up to?
1: Yeah, so um two within the first form space that are really cool because um I was actually recording a podcast this morning talking about this um because I, when I first started my journey and first started posting about fitness and things, I looked up so much to Claire Thomas and Hannah Jones. And it's hilarious. Like Hannah Jones is sitting on my vision board over here, like from two years ago. Um, and I just haven't updated that one yet, but now they're peers of mine and they're friends, uh, which is really kind of crazy, but, um, they're incredibly inspiring. And they also are just authentic, like meeting them in person. You're, you get exactly what, um, what you see on the screen. Um, and then outside of that, I really enjoy, um, Libby Christensen is super fun. Uh, and she's in like the Midwest range or she was, but I think she moved, but I really like watching her too.
0: That's awesome. Well, speaking of like business and starting out in vision boards, what have you learned from starting your business in COVID? Like what's one huge takeaway that you're like, I I wish I knew this starting out.
1: Oh gosh. Um, I was I really thought that it was like, there was some secret sauce and I was constantly like trying to find that uniqueness in systems, I think, rather than leaning on uniqueness as a person. So I think that you shouldn't reinvent the wheel when it comes to professionalism, because things work for a reason. They've worked for a long time. So it's totally fine to model business plans and business strategy and things like that, but you can stand out a lot more if you just lean into what makes you unique and different. And um, I think that I was trying to cover for a long time about things that I was insecure about or things that I felt like I was falling short in or had imposter syndrome in, but getting to talk to people that were like coming to me for guidance and coming to me for advice. They were coming to me because we had that in common. Like they also had a a loved one that was like battling health and wellness issues. And they felt like they could use me as a, a reliable source that had gone through that also. So I think that the biggest issue that I had or the biggest like learning curve that I had was just trying to to be myself and lean into that as a strength rather than a weakness
0: did you have like an ah, aha moment in your kind of like business journey? Like, I know you mentioned you were a dental hygienist was there. I don't know. Like some people talk about like they woke up one morning and the TikTok really like took off and they were kind of like, Oh, I have something here. Or was it kind of like a slow burn for you?
1: Um, it was kind of a slow burn. I graduated and I got, I graduated from college, got married, um, two weeks after graduation and Yeah. So I got got married super young and then I substitute taught for a while just because I had a mountain of student debt. And I'm like, I don't have a job yet. I need to find something um, that was super unfulfilling. And so I started Googling, I had a health science degree. I'm like, what can I make money with right now with this uh, degree? And in my area it like wasn't very lucrative um so I was like well, what degree can I get pretty fast that I can make money with like I just I need to start contributing I honestly felt like a bum because my husband had been working already um and he was paying off my debt and I wasn't contributing so I don't like to not carry my load um so I went to dental hygiene school I did an accelerated program and that was honestly just a means to an end because I wanted to be able to pay off debt. Um, So it was nothing that I was passionate about. And I had several moments where I was like, I am going to clock in and clock like clock in, spend nine hours and just count down until I can clock out and leave. And that the thought of doing that, you know, for the next 40 years was really depressing, but I was kind of on board for it just because I thought that those were kind of the, the cards that were dealt to me and I was just going to roll with it. But um right before COVID, I had started 75 Hard just because that was like physical fitness, was the only thing that I was leaning into that I was feeling fulfilled in at the time. Um, and the book that I read was Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. I don't know if you've ever read it. Um heard of it. but it's it's really interesting. It talks about like very successful people. It goes over Bill Gates and um Steve Jobs, the Beatles, things like that. And it talks about how they came up and their hours and in, of intense practice, but basically that they weren't all that unique or special. They just like, there was a window that they capitalized on. Like, um, so when COVID came and my gym shut down, the gym I had been working on or working out at just for my own recreation, I started working out at home and I just was terrified to share on Instagram, but I did it anyway. Um, and they got really good feedback. They kind of built some, some momentum from there. And I was like, hold, well, this is providing value from someone. We're all navigating this really weird experience together. Uh, So let's just see what we can do here because I was getting like a little flicker of um, feedback that, that I was doing something uh, a little bit more fulfilling, or maybe that it could lead to something more.
0: That's wild. Was your husband like, Lexi, like, what are you doing? Or was he, (laughs) has he been like super supportive?
1: He is the number one, like CJ wellness fan. He also like, he plays such a huge role. Um, when it comes to anything, we talked about my tech inabilities or, um, he acts as CFO and just kind of a catch all for everything, but he is also humbled himself and like gets in front of the camera with me, does workouts every now and then, which the ladies love. So, um, he's a huge supporter.
0: That's I amazing. That. I feel like, especially since you got married so young and then you started kind of like taking on this other, like whole career path. Like, I just feel like it's easy to like grow apart, especially when you're like, I don't know, changing as a person, changing careers, changing visions, but it's nice to that it sounds like you guys are kind of able to use it as a way to bond almost.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I, I had mentioned like, just not feeling fulfilled at all, um, early on in our relationship. And I think that I kind of leaned on him and I was very dependent because that was the only like source of, positivity or things that I was enjoying at the time. I didn't like my work. I didn't like how I felt um, like I wasn't making an impact or anything. So I felt like I was kind of a burden on him also with student debt. Um, So in growing this and having taking on something myself, I think that he's really supported me just because it's kind of helped me come into my own. And um, it's definitely benefited our relationship because he's been able to see me like I mean, we're very much equals and he treats me that way. So it's been cool for our relationship and just like growing entrepreneurial. Um, that's yeah. hard to say. Uh, yeah. but he's been inspired and does his own thing now too. So it's cool um, that we've kind of like grown up together.
0: Grown together. That's so fulfilling. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this, myself included, I've been in those relationships where I feel like I seeked so much like happiness in the person that I was dating. So I think now even like us starting our own business venture, I feel like so much just like more confident with like who I am because I'm like, I know what I bring to the table, like look at what I'm doing, like, right. And just like such a different like passion when you wake up in the morning that you're doing something that really inspires you. Yeah. I know so many people who have fallen victim to like thinking that there's the answer, right. It's the couple who has the baby, the unhappy couple who has a kid who's like, that's going to solve it. Like the person who's like, if I get into a relationship, I'll be happy. Like, you know, you really do have to dig deep and find that happiness within yourself and, and watch that ripple effect and the domino effect of your life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But speaking of leveling up, like, can you go over, I guess, like, two or three things that you are currently kind of working on or working on improving? Like what are some like goals you have on your 2023 vision board?
1: Yeah. Um, so let me see here. My like, can you open I mean, up your journal? And- <laughs> um, open yeah, up. My, um, one big one, like personal, because everything I so much of my life is business related, but we are we are really excited. We're building a house. We actually just announced that we're building a house. Um and it's been a secret. So you're not tech savvy, but are you handy? I'm i not building the house. I'm not building the house <laughs> <I'm not laughs> that's being built. Um, but um we've actually been able to keep it a secret for like a year and a half, which is really cool, especially with as much as we share on social media. So that was a big thing. Um for like a personal fitness journey, I had mentioned that refresh week, and that is something. So up until now, I have pretty much recorded six workouts a week every week, like, for the past two and a half, well, yeah, two and a half years. Um, so starting in January, we did that refresh week, um, and we do that once a month, which has honestly been huge. just like, For my mental health, giving me that week of reprieve where I don't have to talk and I don't have to get in front of the camera just because I truly do enjoy and feel so fulfilled. I feel like I'm making an impact, but it's the human experience of you don't want to get in front of the camera every day. Not every day is a great day. Not every day is a great body image day. Or I feel like sometimes I don't have anything inspiring or enthusiastic to say. I'm like, you know, it's just a bad day, but I'm here. (laughs) So I'm like, it's hard to get someone else to do the workout when that's the person leading it. So implementing that extra week where I can take a breather uh, has been really, really important for me. Um, and it allows me to, to work out on my own and work out with Brett and try things that kind of keep me engaged and excited about fitness, which that's what got me started to begin with was just something that I genuinely enjoyed. Yeah.
0: I think it's so easy to like fall into volunteer routine and like, I don't know, I'm like, I almost like,
1: I don't know, it's just hard, it's
0: hard to find that source of inspiration. So we always say, over like, take other people's classes, like look at other people's Instagram profiles. Like they're not necessarily your competitors. Like I do truly believe that there's space for everyone. It's just kind of leaning into your own, but then also sourcing some inspiration from, from others who are doing it sure. a really good job. Yeah, for sure. I guess uh, you mentioned social media and like, you know, not always wanting to get in front of a camera. Where do you draw the line with that? Like, is there a point where you're like, you know what, I'm, I'm not sharing that or like, I want to keep this for myself. Obviously the house is one of those things.
1: That was um that was the big thing. Uh, and it was something that Brett, my husband and I had talked about when we, so we bought the land, The it actually sat like vacant for a year before we even dug a basement or anything. Um, and we really only told like, our families um because we didn't have any updates. So building a house in the, the grand scheme is a really long process, but it's even longer when you don't break ground for over a year. Um but that was something because we share I share so much of our lives, Brett is pretty dormant on social media. Um aside from <laughs> like viewing my stories. But uh he's kind of he is very like flexible when it comes to me sharing our lives and he's part of that inevitably. So he had just asked, like, it would be nice if that was one thing that we could kind of keep to ourselves to just enjoy this process Um, because building a house can be really stressful. And when you yeah. insert the unsolicited opinions of everybody yeah. on the internet, I think that it would probably become a, a incredibly more stressful. Um, So really that was one thing that we, we drew the line on. We're not telling location, which oddly has been a big question. I'm not sure why people need to know where I I live. Speaking
0: Uh, speaking of stalkers. (laughs) Yeah. Um, that's weird.
1: I'm like, this feels like a red flag that you're insisting. I tell you, um, that's one thing we're not sharing. Um, just for like privacy and security reasons. Um, aside from that boundaries are for sure something that I could improve on that should be a 2023 goal as well, but, um, cutting off screen time and just not feeling the need to have responded to every single DM by the end of the day, because at the end, like that's not realistic all time, to- all the time. Right. Um, I don't have good, re- good feedback and, um, you know, make people feel valued. But if I'm at the end of my day and I've spent all day looking at a screen, the answer or response that I'm going to give is likely not going to be the one that I'm going to leave the best impression with because I'm tired and that's the last conversation I want to have right now, um, so I've done a little bit better job about like okay, I'm not opening Instagram past this time. It's still much later than it should be, but um, I'm doing a little bit better about setting boundaries there. And I think that's just coming with maturity and, like you had mentioned, just understanding what you bring to the table and where your spot is. Like you're you're bringing value, um, and you have to know that that they should be respectful of that time and that space also.
0: Exactly. Could not have said it better. Ourselves. Preach. Um, Lexi, we have a little game for you. We do.
1: Gosh, okay.
0: I'm rap- rap- excited for the Rapid this. Fire. And you've been really good at we've asked you a lot of questions. We put you on the spot a lot and you've been fabulous. So I, I expect nothing less. It'll be easier than the pull-up, we'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> Anything but the pull-up. <laughs> Anything but the pull-up. All right, so this is a rapid fire game um basically we're gonna ask you some questions and you've got about like five seconds to answer yeah so, okay so yeah i wish we had like a little like I, a little timer but yeah. we'll we'll imagine. we'll put our finger yeah all right here we go first one last relationship disagreement
1: and three, two, one. Oh my gosh this is great um, <laughs> a uh, videographer. I'm wanting to hire a videographer. So many okay. of you are going to be business related. <laughs> yeah. So, go and for he, it. and it he
0: didn't want it or he didn't like that particular, I'm
1: just like a, a knee jerk. We're going to make a decision right now. And he is very much nuts and bolts. Let's look at the finances of it and That's like it. Look for, you know, cite our sources. And I'm going to like, I'm going to hire That's this
0: for me too. I'm like, I like, I, I'm feeling this in the moment. Let's go for it. And, and I'm their operation. Re- She's like, mm, I just feel
1: like that's not possible. Mm, I think right we should now. hold until is nice any partnership or relationship. I think that you need both of them. Yeah. Um, otherwise you'll fly, fly off the rails or you'll, you'll never get off the ground Never
0: make a decision. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. Look at us basically working like a couple. Wow. Look at us go. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. All right. True <laughs> or false do you think fitness professionals have a higher sex drive?
1: I think false. Honestly, okay. I kind they of get at aggr- the I end of the day and they're like, I'm I so sorry. Don't you. touch
0: me with the 10 foot pole.
1: Yeah. And I think that like body dysmorphia is so real in our industry, unfortunately, but yeah. like, I am, I'm not going to feel sexy unless I'm like feeling really good about myself and I got to be on my shit. If I'm like if I'm feeling. I, I
0: agree. Like, unless my self-tanner is on and like on I ha- yeah, and I didn't like I don't know. <laughs> just I, I'm not hydrated and I'm not hydrated in my first form hydration packets, and I'm just not on my A game. There's <laughs> a checklist of if I'm yeah. feeling yeah. <laughs> so, a great no. excuse. Yeah. I haven't had my hydration six, so it's a no from me, yeah. dog. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. Um, something your followers would be surprised to know about you. Hmm. The location of your home <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, the coordinates to my bedroom yeah. um, like
0: a weird habit or like like, like know, what like do you that... like nerd out over Leah do you have one what would yours be like what is that's so, like a hard question that is such a tough one
1: What's I something... know this is a very rapid fire I'm, I'm trying to think about what I would people be surprised to know
0: um well I feel like yeah we put so much online that I'm like uh I know I'm
1: like this should this probably be reflective that I should stop sharing so much because I'm yeah, like, right, right? Like, yeah, everyone I knows everything <laughs> left to share yeah I'm like trying to think of something embarrassing um but I feel like I share most embarrassing things um
0: I, oh wait I feel like for us like I feel like I'm really sensitive <laughs> like I'm <laughs> more of the sensitive one maybe yeah Leah takes everything like really to- really yeah. to heart and I'll be like I literally just asked you to like take the dishwasher <laughs> <laughs> so empty the dishwasher but the, way you, like, said the it. way you said it was just I'm gonna go work as- elsewhere now is what she said to me the other day and
1: I was like <laughs> okay <laughs> I think to an extent I am also like a little bit probably more sensitive than people realize um or at least like the 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 image I give I'm a little bit more sensitive than that um and I I like read into the comments don't go unseen or like anything like that so I take a lot of it to heart unfortunately uh it's kind of it has benefits and detriments but I'm definitely a little bit more sensitive than I probably seem
0: yeah yeah I think having like thick skin is important also I don't know like I feel like for mine I was just thinking about what mine would be like (laughs) I'm like, I'm definitely like moodier than I probably, let <laughs> like, Yes, I think I like, but I also feel like when you're teaching or on camera all day or like in front of a big crowd, like your battery is so drained that like, sometimes like people will see me after class and I'll just be like a complete, they're like, is something wrong? And I'm like, no, I'm just like, I'm kind of just like recharging. I just right need a decompress. Yes. Yeah. I will um, retweet that, that you are moodier. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Next one. Um if I feel like we kind of asked you, but like, if you couldn't do anything physical for the day, what would you be doing? Reading?
1: Yeah, I'd probably, yeah, I'd just be chilling on the couch reading. Um,
0: okay. The last two are juicy. Okay. Have you ever deleted a post?
1: Oh yes. Oh yeah. Um, I have deleted old posts, like from college mm-hmm. when I like face tuned I'm like, that's so embarrassing. Yeah, that I'm doesn't. Like, yeah, like, you
0: are like, you have literally no pores in your skin <laughs> because I've like airbrushed my entire body. Yeah. Hey, at least you can own it.
1: Yeah. I'm not like savvy enough to like Photoshop my body or anything, but I definitely did like the face tune where my face didn't look like real skin. Um, and that's embarrassing yeah. to look back on. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all that I've posted or that I have deleted before.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then last but not least guilty pleasure.
1: Ooh. um okay it's the so i am a big ice cream fan love oh, ice cream babe. um have you guys do you have the ninja creamy
0: no no bad. let but me put you on
1: do you know what coldstone is uh because, yes i don't know if they have it in boston but i just making sure yeah. um so the ninja creamy you have to get like the advanced one because i've actually returned two of the normal ones because they had defects and i like ate plastic so anyway uh, on okay, wrong, like, wrong. yeah ninja creamy Ninja creamy. You have to mix up a scoop of level one. So the protein powder that we love. And then, um, I do like fair life milk, like a cup of fair life milk and sugar-free pudding, mix that up and like put it in the freezer. And then you put it in this ninja creamy and it creams it. I don't know what the verb is. You it takes cold stone and it is so, so good. And
0: I am now going to make it. If you think I'm not adding that to cart within the next 30 minutes, you'd be wrong. It's worth it. We get like NYX all the time. Yeah. Do you do you have nicks? I don't know what that is. So no. It's like a Swedish ice cream. I, I assume you've, I've had Halo Top. Yes. So it's like that, except a little less sugar. Less, less sugar and oh, really? it's really? good. But now I'm kind of like I feel like we could make our own and save some money because one tiny pint
1: of it's that like six
0: bucks. Yeah, it's kind of crazy.
1: yeah. So like the invest initial investment of the creamy machine, I can't. It's like 150 dollars. But if you use it, it, you can use it every day and that little recipe is like 250 calories and 40 grams protein
0: wow my life has changed if if i learn if you learn nothing else from this podcast um let it let it be that clip yeah. not sponsored
1: but should be with the amount should of money really, <laughs> <Okay>. absolutely <laughs> should be
0: well, Lexi, thank you so much for coming on the Don't Tone Alone pod. This has been so fun. I, this is the first time I talked to Lexi on the phone without Shay, um, Sorry. for like 15 minutes and I was like, I love her already, but this is the first time that us three have hung out and now we're going to try to get you to Boston because that's right. what we're to do.
1: I, after talking to Leah, when she had mentioned, what do you guys call the, the, sip the little struts. trips sip and struts? Yeah. Yeah. She- Sounds so fun. I like didn't want to invite myself, but now I will. Um, um I would you are formally invited. I will send
0: you a formal invitation. There's a dove on so it's
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I would it love it. that. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank
0: you. Um, plug yourself. Where can people find you?
1: So I'm on Instagram, uh, TikTok, and YouTube at Lexi J Wellness. Um, I think on TikTok it's like Lexi J. Wellness. Um, yeah,
0: someone put two toned as well. So we yeah. like underscored, underscored. Two-toned. Yeah, some mess. Yeah. yeah, I tried to message the guy on Instagram that had just two toned when we first started out, and then the training just came along with yeah, that. But it it works. It works for us yeah. now. All right. You guys can't have the coordinates to her home. Uh, (laughs) Don't ask. Stop DMing her. But uh, thank you again for coming on. And we hope to talk to you soon. All right. Leah, are you going to close us out? Let's do it. You can tone from home. You can tone from your phone. But all we ask is that you you don't don't tone alone. alone. Bye guys.